0: Live from Studio A, he's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: Well, hi there and welcome. This is Lifeline, our uh, once a month Friday edition fourth Friday of the month our truth for today edition of lifeline our good brother um, Craig Roberts has kindly given us this uh, evening to spend with you and so what we do is we we take it as a sorbet a spiritual sorbet if you will and a chance to just reset and realign ourselves in Christ and so with that we're going to spend a couple of hours tonight with you and uh, of course I Our host tonight, Pastor Phil Howard, Pastor Emeritus, Valley Bible Church in Hercules.
2: Hi. It's good to be with you tonight. Uh, We just, uh, it's a thrill. We appreciate Craig. We really appreciate his kindness uh, sharing this time and trying to enrich his program after he's discussed everything all month, I come to give you a
1: devotion this Friday night. So thanks, Craig. We appreciate you. He would say you're welcome, but remember, we've got him tied up and gagged in the closet. So uh, we'll do that after the show. Tonight, what we want to talk about as we uh, spend our time this evening in God's Word and just uh, refreshing our minds in Christ once again, we tend to think of, Phil, uh, in, in our Christian life, and especially coming up in just a couple of Sundays, we're going to be celebrating Easter And that is the blood of Christ, the shed blood of Christ. And we get to rejoice in Christ and him crucified, resurrected, and ascended. But along the lines, we lose sight of something that Paul is quite clear on there in Ephesians. And I know this is where you wanted to start tonight, as we take a look at what that blood has purchased, and that is the power of God, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And listen to him. He's he's so concerned concern that after he's, uh, for 14 verses, told these believers at Ephesus what God has done for them, and uh, he's adopted you, and he's planned you, he's got you in the plan, and he's forgiven you, on and on. Then, he's, then he goes to his knees, as it were. He said, but I'm praying for you, lest, I'm afraid you're not getting it. You don't understand it. So I'm going to pray for you. And he begins to pray, I do not cease to give thanks for you. I remember you in my prayers. I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And he's not asking that they become prophets. He wants something, the lights to come on in their heart. Do you get it? Do you see it? Uh, and obviously, he was having trouble with believers getting it. He'd seen that. And so he's, I'm praying for you. I've given you the knowledge. I've given you the information. Think of how many Christians have an unused Bible, and they're always wondering what the will of God is because they've never read the letters. They've just never read them. So he begins to pray. I'm praying that you'll be enlightened. And in this enlightenment, there's three things you'll see. He says, you'll know the hope. Connect it with your calling. what your future is going to be? Because God intercepted your life and called you by name and you came. Two, he says, I want you to know that you saints are my investment and I've tied part of my inheritance as God the Father in what I've invested in my children. Then he picks up in verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all and you were dead In the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, you were under the control of the prince of the power of the air that is now energizing the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace You have been saved. This is not only grace, though. This is divine power, resurrection power, the power that raised Christ from the dead. Paul is telling us believers that same power visited us in our cemetery of spiritual death we had no heart for God. I always say it's God's fault that I'm going to heaven because I sure wasn't looking him up. Though I grew up in church because I had saved parents, I was a thousand miles from God in my heart. I, I loved the music, I was under conviction many times, but Christ was no treasure to me. He was an interruption to youthful sinning and youthful thinking. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, I want to believe, I, I want to get right. The new birth is mysterious. How something is growing in the heart as though a woman is pregnant without knowing it. Those first weeks, She doesn't know, maybe, that she has got a life growing inside of her. And so the new birth, it's mysterious. Uh, What is going on that brought you to Christ? But let me say this. Whoever you are, if you're born again, God has exercised resurrection power. And he's saying to these believers— I'm praying that you'll get it, that you don't belong to a powerless sect movement. You're not a part of a powerless cult that's in love with a uh, massacred, as it were, Roman criminal that the Jews got killed because they took him to Pilate. No, you belong to a God who took the Son off the cross and emptied a tomb after three days. No other religious ruler in all of history has undeniable proof that he walked out of a grave after three days, folded up the garments. We've never found his bones. The last time he was sighted, it was 90 AD, and he was alive and well. His voice was like the voice of many waters, and his eyes were like burning bronze. No, the last sighting in John on the Isle of Patmos, Christ was alive and well. No other ruler has that. And we are a people that divine power has produced. And I think many of us Christians were wondering, where's the power Where's the power? I love what it said about John the Baptist. It said, John the Baptist, and John, he says this, that he was the greatest of prophets by whom no miracle was ever ever done. But it says this, But everything he said about this man was true. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'd rather be right about who Christ is than saying I did 20 miracles. Right. It's being
1: right about Christ. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what a way to start the evening! Holy cow! Um, we we better hurry up and take the commercial break and get back to it before he cools off again. We're on fire tonight. We're talking about the power of God here tonight on Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard, our guest host here on Lifeline. Thanks for joining us this evening. We trust as you walk away from our time together tonight, you are going to be totally encouraged and bolstered in your faith and strength and power. In God. Quick time out. We're back after this on KFAX.
0: And now from our Northern Command Studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: And we are back. It's Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard. Here tonight, we're talking about the power of God. And uh, Phil, before we really got this thing started, we were talking about uh, the truth that comes along with that power. And uh, I may be jumping the gun a bit, but I I got to thinking about that because you said, you know, uh, for a Jew, power can be very deadly and dangerous if you're Hitler. Yes. Uh, so, yes. so what you do with that power really matters. And and as I was listening to you talk, I, I got to thinking about uh, uh, Schindler, uh, what he tells Oscar. Right? Uh, power isn't exercising your right to punish someone or taking life, but really power it comes in preserving life. Oh, that's beautiful. And and beautiful. this is but see, this is kind of what Paul is looking at, isn't it? It it's like okay, I'm, I, you've been saved. How do we preserve that?
2: Absolutely. And I, and I think of the common way that in Jewish history, let's say that Old Testament saint said, uh, describe your God to me. And, well, he's the creator of heaven and earth. Uh, all of the stars, that, that's from God. But he would always, as a whole, go to the Exodus story. How did a bunch of slaves get free from Pharaoh, the greatest army and ruler of the time? And they'd say, "Well, uh, we know it took a lamb to get us out of Egypt, and uh, a lot of boys died that night." And uh, uh, you, you and you think of it: uh, an Egyptian boy could have been saved. And a Jewish boy could have died. It all was dependent on the blood of the lamb. Not your ethnicity, but the blood of that lamb. And then you go out here. After we get out of Egypt, we we got the Red Sea in front of us. We got Pharaoh behind us. How in the world do we get nearly two million people, men, women, and children across there? And... God rolls back the sea, puts a barrier to Pharaoh's army, casts them into the friend, this was the combination of blood and power. yes, and it becomes the theme of the New Testament that our salvation is blood and power. We go to the cross that he says in First Corinthians, to the world, the cross is foolish. Mm-hmm. Come fool, this is a uh, this is a disastrous story for a hero. The hero's got to survive. And our hero is killed. Right. But it's not all over at the cross. Three days later, as we celebrate this Easter season, we have a risen Christ. And oh, is he alive? Mm-hmm. And you know what? The men who saw it as a whole, all of them were martyred except for John. Right. And uh, and Paul could say, "There's." If you went over to Palestine when he was living, he said, "There's five hundred living witnesses that said we saw him." So that. We're not following cunningly devised fables. And I think it was Paul who said this thing wasn't done in a corner. It was all over Palestine that a dead man is loose
1: and he's alive. You know, you, you bring that up, and I, in fact, I was just you, pulling this up for my own notes and my own use here this coming Lord's Day. Uh, I think of, um, oh, um, what's his name on the, uh, uh, the prison ministry, Chuck Colson. He says, I know the resurrection is a fact, and Watergate proved it to me. He said, how? Because 12 men testified they had seen Jesus raised from the dead. Then they proclaimed that truth for 40 years. There's your power. Never once denying it. Everyone was beaten, tortured, stoned, and put in prison. They would not have endured that if they weren't true. Watergate embroiled 12 of the most powerful men in the world, and they couldn't keep a lie together for three weeks. (laughs) You're telling me 12 apostles could keep a lie for 40 years? Absolutely impossible. (laughs) And that is, but that is a testimony to God's power, isn't it? Yes, it is. This, yes, and this is. is what we're talking about here tonight. What we have as Christians is not just something that alters our our, our calendar once a week, where we spend a couple of hours at a, a big building with a bunch of other people listening about a story of Jesus. Yeah. This is something that directs our lives, isn't it? This power is real. Yeah.
2: Well, I think it, it drove Christians into the catacombs and subterranean, and they said there's nothing but depression and despair above. Above the streets of Rome, but you'd go down to the catacombs and even on their cemeteries, hope in Christ. Uh, I'll see you in the morning. All this hope language in the burial grounds, in the worst, because you're going to be thrown to the lions if you're upstairs and you're having a public meeting, but nothing could snuff it out. Nothing could, said, we'll risk our life to meet underground where the dead are buried, but our dead have hope, the resurrection. I think of what Paul said Our gospel unleashes resurrection power to those who hear and believe it. You must hear it and believe it. And don't you love what Jesus said? And those who are going to be mine will hear my voice. Uh, They will, my sheep, they're out there. They've not yet come, but I'm going to just speak their name in the gospel, and they're going to come forth. And you may be listening, and and you're in bondage uh, to the habits, uh, the addictions. We just uh, heard a pastor uh, speak to a bunch of us men last week who lost a boy to fentanyl, and... uh, 19 years old, and uh, mom and dad went with his two brothers and buried him. Uh, America is weeping over its uh, addictions, over its crimes, over its pain, uh, that no one, that no, ha, they don't have the strength to, to shatter the fetters. Watching your own birth children uh, die over a, a pill. Uh, the gospel is the only good news. My wife and I have about decided we have to really think a, a little bit before we watch evening news because I said they make their living off of bad news. Yeah. I mean, uh, world news, okay, China, Russia, Iran getting together. Uh, the the southern border can't be controlled we don't know if interest rates are going to go up some more uh, San Francisco has become lawless it's one of the wealthiest areas in the world and we can't handle all the people living on the sidewalks uh, things are falling apart falling apart and they've been falling apart ever since we left Eden And God says, there's one good news and that my power is tied to it. And it's the good news concerning my son. And that good news is this, God had a member of the Godhead willing to be a substitute for the guilty and for the shamed. He allowed himself to be shamed He allowed himself to be stripped naked and to bleed. And Isaiah said we didn't know what was on the cross. It was such a pulverized piece of meat called humanity that he said it was marred beyond all appearance so that there was nothing about him that would make us think there was any beauty in him. It's it's hard to imagine that God would let his own son for my crimes and my sins become as ugly as my sins nothing but blood and gore not all over there but the gospel says he bore that punishment and God said I must show you who he really is I can't let the story end with shame in with seeming defeat, I was satisfied that the debt had been thoroughly paid. Thoroughly paid. He used a beautiful word that we don't use. It's a word propitiation, a word that means divine wrath and justice are satisfied thoroughly in the sacrifice offered to him. (laughs) And that sacrifice, and, and, and this is not child abuse, God the Son had agreed with the Father and volunteered to be this Lamb from eternity past. And he said, nobody's taking my life from me. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to raise it up. So this is no child abuse. This was a love story acted out to the nth degree. Mm. And so the good news we have is This gospel, this substitute will save you. But in it, the power of God is unleashed. He will break. We used to sing a chorus, Jesus breaks every fetter. And is that true? Can he break every, can he break your addictions? Can he break your old patterns? You know, Christians are not sinless. But we are people who have had the chains
1: broken. Yes. We have. Man. <laughs> he, would, you, would you give him today, Chuck? He's 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 rolling on. He doesn't have six going. He's getting, not even eight. I think he's on 12, man. He's ripping on 12 cylinders here. Quick timeout. We've got to take a timeout, pay some bills. We'll be back in just a moment. Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard, our Truth For Today edition. We're talking about the power of God, and man, he's rolling on it. I'm telling you, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: And now, from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: We are back. It's Lifeline. Pastor Phil Howard, our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. Truth For Today, by the way, can be heard right here on KFAX, Monday through Friday, 5.30 in the morning. And again, 4.30 in the afternoon, and then Sundays at 8.30. Great way to get the day started and... A great way to end the day great you know, day well, unless it's the fourth friday of the month then you end up with us <laughs> you, you listen to pastor phil at 4 30 at, at 5 on the fourth friday of the month you get him again for another two hours here on lifeline thank you very much mr craig roberts and we'll let him out of the closet here in about another hour we <laughs> <laughs> tell him when we're on the radio during the week have we said that yet? We did, 5.30 yes.
2: in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. at night, 8.30 on Sunday. And by the way, some of you, you've been waiting and you've been praying. You don't know where to give your income tax return. How about sending us a love offering you go. to
1: keep us on the radio? There you go. There's, there's power in that tax return. There's power. <laughs> yeah power to keep us on the air to keep good news coming exactly yes. amen to that we have been talking about that very issue the power of god in christ and you know we especially as i mentioned at the beginning of the program we tend to emphasize the blood of christ and the cross uh, an empty tomb but see, in that empty tomb is the power of god that is revealed it is the what is it the father's amen to the sons it is Finished that empty tomb. Thank the you. The check has cleared the bank. Exactly. Thank you, <laughs> William Gurnall. It's uh, <laughs> it is a joy yeah. to be considering the victory that we actually have in Christ. We yes. do, this isn't just some arbitrary uh, legal position that we uh, attain to. It is. It is a lifestyle that is afforded to us, right? It truly is. I mean, you say,
2: mention the resurrection. I think of what uh, Paul said in Romans 4.25, that uh, the resurrection vindicated uh, the Son. uh, It said that uh, who was delivered up Christ for our trespasses and raised for our justification so that had Christ not been raised from the dead, we would still be in suspense. Could I ever be right with the God that was enabled to raise the sacrifice from the dead? And God said, I'm raising him from the dead So you can know that a sinner, as big a sinner as you are, and as guilty as you have been before God, the resurrection of my son guarantees, guarantees that you will be right before me forever so that I no longer count your sins against you when you read Romans uh, 4, uh, I was telling a pastor friend of mine, here a man that had an, a husband killed and that steals the man's wife. He writes a psalm that Israel was to sing, and he said, Blessed is the man that God does not charge him for his crimes. Uh, They sang it. They sang it in the temple. Today we're going to sing the song of our adulterous killing king that God suspended the death penalty. Under the law, he should have been killed but the only way surviving is God is gracious he's got good news for David David I'm not going to kill you I'm going to forgive you and um this is our gospel. There's nothing like it, uh, dear listener. There, there's no other message like it. And and it's, it's lasted for over 2,000 years. The lions haven't been able to get rid of it. The dictators haven't got rid of it. Herod didn't get rid of it. Nero didn't get rid of it. Diocletian didn't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. And you will face it. You will face it at the judgment of God when he will say, what did you do with my son? What did you do with this good news? Your,
1: your your job termination won't get rid of it. Your spouse leaving you won't get rid of it. Your rebellious children won't get rid of it. Your home going into foreclosure won't get rid of this power, this love of God in Christ. No matter what problem you face today you've got history six thousand years of history to look back and see a god who is faithful to his children to get them through any and all troubles and strife that this world will bring your way and it will it's guaranteed this is a fallen globe we live on you will Uh, have tribulation in this world but be of good cheer i have overcome the world This is the power that we're talking about here tonight. This is it. It is highly practical, very applicational. We live in this power day by day. The question is, listener, as our pastor has been mentioning tonight, do you avail yourself of this power? Do you live in this power? Do you know it's available to you? This is the question we're giving to you. And the answer to that question is, Phil... Yes, right? Absolutely. Uh, And I think of our
2: Christian life. uh, As you see Paul finding out, I've been united to Christ. And he gets in Romans 7, and he begins to brag on how great the law and the expectations of God are. He says, but I'm a wretched man. I'm not able to perform And in his cry for help, he's basically saying, It will take a triune God, God the Father and the Son and the Spirit, for me to ever live a life pleasing to God. Uh, The law cannot produce the kind of life I need to live, I need power. And God says the power comes from this God who gave a son, this son who gave His life, and this Spirit who is the gift to us from the Father and the Son. Mm-hmm. Because you can't keep perfect standards because you're a sinner. You're an Im- We are all flawed. Only God is helping us to live the kind of lives that he wants.
1: We've got to take a quick time out. I tell you, when we get back, though, um, Pastor Phil, um, really quick the power of God, uh, there is provision in this power. And that's what we'll deal with on the other side of this break. Quick time out. Back with Pastor Phil Howard and Truth for Today edition of Lifeline right after this. And
0: now from our Northern Command Studios back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: And we are back. It's Lifeline Pastor Phil Howard on a roll tonight. But then again, when you've got the power of God coursing through your veins, I think it's probably easy to do. I don't care how old you get. It,
2: well, it's so wonderful. I mean, who's uh, offering you any power to do anything? Power to pay PG&E, power to
1: raise your kids. Well, you know, it, and you were talking just before the break, how you, you look at the news, and it is just super loaded and designed to give us hopelessness. Hopelessness. It, 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 you look at it and you go, who can survive? Who, who can handle such things? In Christ, we can because of this power that because, you've been talking about. Well, and I think— So it becomes practical— it does.
2: well, And I was just reading in Isaiah where there's a Hebrew word there uh, that, that talks about them being weak. And uh, J.A. Uh, J. Macher, uh, a Hebrew scholar on Isaiah, he said the word for weak used in Isaiah. Let me read it to you. Uh, I'll take verse 27. Isaiah 40, 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Here, poor Israel going into captivity again, and God, you forgot about us. And he says, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Now watch this. He gives power to the faint and this word faint and he'll use the word weak meant to be overwhelmed by life's circumstances. We're overwhelmed with our captivity we're overwhelmed with what the nation of Israel keeps I mean the Assyrians want to invade us Babylon's going to drag us off up to Babylon Uh, we're in a cross section in Palestine the nations are just using us for a doormat and they come through. If they want to beat up on Egypt, they have to go through us, and so they beat us up too. Egypt goes through us. The East is over. We're we're, we're fainting. We're overwhelmed. Uh, just talked to a young mother, in her 30s I believe it was, six children. Started having children when she was 16. And I thought, imagine getting up every day and feeding six children and taking care of these people. And I thought, dear mama, I've had so many women say, I have my devotions in my bathroom. It's the only place I can get quiet enough to think and read my Bible. And listen, our God would say, dear mama, overwhelmed with all these children. Uh, dear dad, overwhelmed with a tough work game where you may be. And he says, he gives power to the faint. Oh, that's exactly. He gives the ability to survive. He gives power. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. This is my God. This could be your God. Uh, If you know the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's talking to his people Israel. But it's also, listen to what he says to them. Even youths shall faint and be weary. And this word for youth meant a young man of military age a prime, prime selection. We would say he made the Olympic team, even the Olympic team of runners will faint. Life will make any man sink and fail. Um, I'm just reading about Wilbur uh, Wright when he's building the first airplane at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. And here this genius who goes to France to show off his plane and becomes world famous. You know what? By the time he's 45, typhoid fever takes his life. Come on. Come on, Wilbur, you're a genius. You and your brother run a bicycle shop in Daytona, Ohio. But you, out of all the men in the world, not the Smithsonian Institute, nobody in France, nobody in Germany, nobody figured out how to make metal fly but you and your brother Orville. And yet you're slain just by the wrong drinking water and here he says these youths faint but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength and this word renew is interesting in the Hebrew the word is exchange literally is the word exchange they exchange their weakness for God's strength Mm. if you'll wait on God Whoever you are, mother, dad, senior, you might be full of years and the strength's gone. I had an older brother, neuropathy took his legs and and he said, Phil, my feet, they sting all the time. And his wife was misogynist legs. He said, "Uh, what, what a man, how can a man ever thank a wife? For stooping to massage old legs that can't hardly get him around. Uh, age hits us, our strength goes. And here he says, You want to exchange your weakness for strength. And when life is hitting you, sorrows, burials, divorce, God forbid, but oh, it's all around us. Young people, Rebelling, ignoring the advice of a maybe a a weeping father and a crying mother. Don't, don't do it. It'll destroy you. He said, "Wait on the Lord," and that word there means to hope or trust. In the Hebrew, it was used three different ways: waiting, hoping, relying you'll renew your strength, and you'll be like an eagle that mounts up. Uh, I never knew this, just studying this. That the, the predatory birds as a whole, they're gliders. Uh, the, the, the Wright brothers, they studied birds. that People called them wackos. They said they're crazy because they would go out to the beach and they would imitate birds flying, how their wings would change. Because they're trying to figure out how they can do a plane and invent wings that can turn and ride the wind. And they said they always had to have a wind to get their plane up. They had to have wind and they studied birds, studied birds all the time. And here he is saying, I'll make you like an eagle, and you will ride the wind. And the word wind is ruach, ruach. And the word, that is the Hebrew word for spirit, hmm. wind, spirit, breath just thank God when he made Adam it was like a sculpture he had it all shaped but he could do nothing it was just uh, stoic it was there and then God God stoops down and puts his mouth on Adam's clay lips and breathes life breathes breath of life life into him and the the frozen statue begins to talk smell see breathe and this same God is the God that put his lips on your fallen soul when the gospel comes and he says come alive Hmm. come to know me awake out of your death wake out of your darkness Get these grave clothes off. I'm going to make you begin to taste and enjoy my kind of life. We call it eternal life. That is power. This is our gospel.
1: And this is the power afforded to us. More on this power. We have to take another time out. You're rolling, brother. You're just rolling. (laughs) I love it. Uh, This is our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. Quick time out. Back with Pastor Phil Howard right after this. On Smart Speakers and the Odyssey. San Francisco, open sounds, A. A service of
0: Salem Media Group. The truth and nothing but the truth